Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the Airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are free-falling like Tom Petty. <laughs> oh, it's sad now, isn't it? Not really. The Garbage Fire Pod... Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you'd enjoy it. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate... To the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Like, I think Tom Petty would have just, like, I, th- I think he was kind of, like, otherworldly. Kind of all the time. You think so? Like, a little transcendent. Yeah. Mm. I listen to Free Fallen on the way to work most mornings. Oh. I absolutely love, love, love that, like, opening vocal line. Like, just, like, the very first line. It's fucking perfect and i love it when the harmony comes in i think that's gorgeous i was talking about it at work the other day and i don't know if it's his best song but i think it's his most perfect song oh i don't know much of his other music to be honest um but it's so good that song is just like yeah there's something about it so it's such a great name tom petty Mm -hmm. it's a powerful name it is. Ugh. He previously led the band Mud Crutch. Yep. He sure did. Um. That is not a euphonics name. <laughs> no. Not like Tom Petty. Uh, yeah. I listen to it a lot and I like it a lot. And there's just, there's something about that opening line. Like the first line in every verse is the same, mm-hmm. but the first line of the first verse, there's something about the way he vocalizes it that's just like, it's real good. It's just so honest. Like, it sounds... I know that's weird, but it's very hard to communicate honesty, I find, in music. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel when I hear his music, is honesty. Yeah, it's good. Um, I don't know why we're talking about Tom Petty. Because we're free-falling, like <laughs> Tom Petty. Um, what does that mean? Do you know what else is free-falling? The fucking Ottawa Senators. Oh, Let's talk about sports. Oh, boy. What a segue. Academy <laughs> yes, Award yes, yes. to make it for segues. Uh, surprisingly enough, it's a Thursday night and I still have a brain. So let's do it. <sighs> um, Yeah. Free falling Ottawa Senators. <laughs> like, there's just, it's just a lot. So mm. where should we start? I don't even know. Let's go back to the time that everyone was like, why the fuck are they trying to trade Eric Carlson this long before his contract is up? And you could end it there. Why the fuck are they trying to trade Eric Carlson? End Here, of statement. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, apparently, now maybe we know? Sort of-ish? I... So if you're unaware, I don't know how you could be, but if you're unaware... If you listen, like, because I feel like if you listen to us, you see our Twitter, and then, like... And then you also follow everyone that we follow. Yeah. Because it's a very closed circle that yes. we exist Except in. Except for you, mystery person in Virginia. Who are you? Tell us who you are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then there's, like, a few in Tokyo, too. Yeah, who like, cool. Let us know who you are. Send us an email. That would be super sweet. <laughs> um, so, because we do look at our stats sometimes, and we're still, every once in a while, mildly shook by the Kingston, Ontario listens. <laughs> Megan? <laughs> Do not remind me. Oh, it's good. It's good. Um, so, if you're unaware, uh, the other day it came out. Was that Wednesday? No, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. It's only Thursday. Right. So that was only two days ago. So Tuesday afternoon, there was a, a story in the Ottawa Citizen. 
that came out about how uh, Eric Carlson's wife, Melinda, has, like, a protection order against the girlfriend... Of Mike Hoffman. Of Mike Hoffman, who also plays um, in Ottawa. And the reason is because, apparently... um, Allegedly. Allegedly. um, Hoffman's girlfriend, who is maybe also his fiance, I'm not sure. I've seen both, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, has sent thousands of messages and harassing comments um, to Melinda. And most recently, uh, about the lo- when they lost their baby. Because I saw that comment on Instagram. I don't know if you did, because I follow her across on Instagram. And so you know when they like, see, and they don't show all the comments when there's a whole bunch? Yeah. Um, but they because it was his post, they showed his comment, and that was the one they showed. And <gasps> it was his response to... How dare you, you... Yeah. You've made all these accounts, and you've been harassing yeah. us, and this, and this, and this. Because this person on the Instagram post, after they... Um, announced that they had that their baby was stillborn, uh, said something like, um, well, it's no wonder because of all the painkillers that popped, Melinda yeah. was, was popping or whatever. Um, and so that's kind of the gist of the story. My favorite part of the story is watching like the wives of other hockey mm-hmm. players, and most of whom aren't current Senators players, um, coming out. Insane. And being like, yeah. oh yeah, this is a thing that's been going on for this long, and she didn't want to say anything because she's too nice of a person, but now it's out there, and yeah, and you never see that, no, like never. That is that if that is a sorority. Keep it all tight, of yeah. it's them. Yeah. It's the wives of athletes mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Um, unbelievable, Megan. It's crazy. Like, I don't. There's so many ways you talk. Like, do you want to talk like toxic work environment? Sure. Let's talk toxic work environment. So how do you go to work every day knowing that there's a person that you work with whose partner hates your guts. Hates you and your wife. Mm-hmm. And is actively trying to make your wife miserable. What I'm surprised by considering how many times this type of posturing has happened in hockey like occasionally you'll hear about like a fight during practice or whatever mm-hmm. I'm surprised that Eric Carlson went into that locker room at all at all apparently they had a dust up in the parking lot after practice one day the two of them but like and the rightfully only one. Oh, so for like, sure Jesus Christ for sure and so people are like oh and I know we have to say allegedly because we don't know for sure and no charges have been laid and whatever whatever but I feel like the Ottawa Citizen isn't going to come out and publish this if they're not fairly certain mm-hmm. to the truth of this claim. And I also think that the fact that these wives of other hockey players have come out, and like vouched. Julie Turris, yeah. whose husband Kyle no longer plays in Ottawa, um, vouched for mm-hmm. uh, Melinda Carlson and whatnot. So I think, I think the fact that that's come out, I think that's the part that sort of says to me that there is more truth to it than not. Yeah, what I found very bizarre, though, was that one, I think the article was from the Ottawa Sun that you and I were talking about, and it took more of the perspective of Mike Hoffman and his girlfriend's Mm -hmm. side of things, and it was quite bizarre to read. Because one of the paragraphs, I don't know, do you have it in our messages? Because I think I screenshotted it to you. Uh, in our texts? Yeah. No, in our Twitter. 
Um, so many. I know. <laughs> so many ways to talk. Sometimes it's email. Sometimes it's GChat. Sometimes it's Instagram. Sometimes it's Twitter. Sometimes it's just regular. Yeah. iMessage. Yeah. Um, and then other times it's just like, I'm thinking a thing and you're also thinking a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then all somehow the universe aligns and here we are. Um, yes, it was from the Ottawa Sun and he, you sent me and it says, um, either way, one of Monica or Melinda appears to be in serious trouble. It's past the tipping point. One of them is either going to be guilty of something or is going to be guilty of something, either harassment or defamation. And one hockey player still very much in his prime earning years could take a hard hit. <sighs> There's so much about that that makes me incredibly angry. Okay, so... Okay. That brings me to Damien Cox. Because fuck (laughs) that guy. (laughs) He He said yesterday... We'll go back to this in a second. But he said yesterday, today... I don't know... Our days at school this week are not well, for me. Nonsense. Are nonsense. Yes, I know. Because we've had exams, and so yeah. I don't know what's going on. No. And it's like 16 degrees in my classroom, and so my brain's not really working very well when I'm at work. But anyway, so yesterday, I, get, I think it was Damien yeah, Cox. it's gotta be. Um, of, of the infamous <laughs> tweet that was supposed to be a DM to somebody asking for a selfie from right now is okay. Um, that was two years ago today, P.S., uh, he said, today. Yeah, he said something about how you can't be cyberbullied unless you let somebody do it. Which is super fucking rich coming from Damien Cox, who blocks anybody who says something bad about him. But it's also such... It's such a bastardization of that famous... I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt, like, only you can allow someone to make you feel no one can make you inferior yes. without your consent or exactly make you feel that inferior. That. yeah and that's what he's bastardized yeah. his comment yeah from and it's just like because yeah what she, yeah and what she said is very different from what yes. he said because she's right in a she lot of is ways right. yes um it's about not necessarily caring what someone's perception yeah. of you and is. it's about like owning your own whatever whereas yes. he's like wow people can only cyber bully you if you let them and i was like so what damien do we have to go live under rocks also your name is damien shut up no one likes you okay. and your last name is cox <laughs> how dare you how dare you skip over that um okay so so that idea that eric carlson's wife could be potentially guilty of defamation. Is bullshit. Seems to me to be bullshit. And you and can't, if, you cannot frame this as like, oh, well, I guess we'll see which side is wrong because they're both equally wrong. Yeah, this is like what? a Charlottesville Nazis thing. Oh. That there's bad people on both sides. Like, that's, <laughs> that his position is exactly oh, that position. Oh, God. Um, but, oh, you see that Amish motherfucker right there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's Amish. I think that's just a bad beard. Oh. Um, so I, I, I read all of this stuff, and it was really interesting seeing people, like, be like, oh, my God, I can't, um, um, well, I guess, like, you know, that says a lot about my about this, and maybe that's why the senators are so bad, but, like, to me... If this is true, and I don't, I don't want to cast aspersions on like the character of like Mike Hoffman, for example. I don't know anything about the guy. You didn't know he was a hockey player until yesterday. I was like, who the fuck is he? Right, and so, why has he not dumped this awful? That is my question. His? That is my question. Is like, okay, if this is true, do you have to look at this two ways? So either he knew about it and did nothing and said nothing, yeah, and then it, like kind of they came to blows at practice or whatever whatever because of this yeah or he legitimately didn't know yeah and either way 
Cut fucking you, ties. That seems to me to be something that you would cut ties with. Absolutely. I, I just, I don't understand why you would stay with somebody who is actively making your work situation yeah. bad. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, it, never mind all of the rest of it and whatever the reason, I, I don't understand that. No. So he said that, like, something, something, um, something about, like, 150%, you know, she's not involved in this and we'll cooperate and whatever. But, like, I mean, it's basically now it's coming down to, like, logging IP addresses and stuff. Like, what, what can they do? Yeah. Right? Um, it's not like she has a wife who's logging in from her phone. Yes. Like, fuck off. Yeah. And some of the accounts had her name on Yeah, them. with, like, a different spellings and, you know, sort of... And so, like, I don't know. Anyway, so, it sounds also, like... could you be stupider? Fuck, no kidding, hey? Like, if you're gonna harass somebody, not, this is not, like, a how-to guide. No. <laughs> but why would you attach your own name to it? If you're it? gonna harass somebody, fucking pay someone to do it. Like, <laughs> cash, cash money, that's all you need, you know? Are you like, are you inciting a mob rebellion? No, but I'm just saying, like, there's better, like, in that situation, right? And I'm, again, we're not, we're not, like, condoning this. No. But in this situation. How dumb could you get? Where, where you're, I mean, and to granted, Mike Hoffman is not, like, a public, public figure, but he's a public figure in Ottawa. I hate his name. Mike Hoffman? Why? It sounds like one word. Yeah, okay, I guess it does. And it sounds like my coffin. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna roll with that, sure. That's the only thing I know about my coffin. But, so you're like a public figure in in the market that you live in. And... Does he have Twitter? I don't know. And, like, your wife or fiancé or girlfriend or whatever is, like, doing this thing. But from her perspective, like, at some point in time she had to think somebody was gonna say something. Because you have to think. My dad said, my dad texted me about this today that he's been doing a little bit of reading about it. And my dad mom. did? Yes, it was really funny because I mentioned it to him and he's like, yeah, well, Hoffman and his girlfriend so they didn't do it, but he's like, I've been doing some more reading. And he's like, imagine what <laughs> kind of snake pits those, like, wives and girlfriends rooms are at those games. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, because you know that not everyone gets along. Right, no. like you know that that's the because that's how people are, but and yeah, and that's I I I want to be so clear here that is not specific to women or wives of athletes. No, but you have to imagine that like in that situation with something like this going on. Yes, it can would you be imagine awful. what that room would be like? Yeah, holy shit, uh, that would just be like what an awful place to be. I would just be watching the games from like home. I'm very surprised that... Or a bar. Yeah, I'm just really surprised that... It's continued this far. Mm -hmm. I don't... I don't get why you would want to say that about anybody. Like, there are people in this world that I do not like. Mm -hmm. There are people that, like, if I never had to see them or speak to them again, I wouldn't be sad about it. No. Wouldn't be upset about it. No. I joke sometimes that, like, if so-and-so got hit by a bus, I probably wouldn't be upset. Mm -hmm. But I don't really mean it. But at the same time, like, you know? Mm -hmm. Again, if I never... But, like, I would never, ever wish anything like that on anybody. No. Especially to... 
Except Slava Voinov. Fuck that guy. I hope that if somebody, some team does decide to bring him back, that he breaks his leg in training camp and, like, gets blood poisoning from the bone marrow leaking out or something. That's what I hope for. Bone marrow doesn't just fucking leak out of you. Well, it can. If you're, if, anyway, whatever. It's totally a thing. If you leave, like, a fracture, an open fracture open long enough. Are you That's saying, all I'm saying. Are you saying that we need to Tonya Harding him? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, like, I hope it happens. Because fuck that guy. Like, for real, real. Ugh. And that's, like, a legit wish. Career-ending injury. Yeah. In training camp. I was talking to Avery about this. Or in fitness testing or something like that. So he doesn't even make it onto the ice. Just a really tragic... Bus accident? I was gonna say bike. (laughs) (laughs) Do the fucking VO2. Gets his foot caught. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking spokes come out. Real Final Destination shit. Oh, I watched an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine the other day. The the one where um, Gina gets hit by the bus. Yeah. (laughs) I'm in a a garbage truck or whatever it is. That, That could happen too. That'd be okay. True. Seriously, fuck that guy. Absolutely. Okay, so I was talking to Avery, and I was like, I want to do some research, because it was like, if Slava's gonna fucking come back, I want to start a goddamn letter campaign to the NHL from any fan, but especially female fans. They're like, what is their fucking diversity bullshit slogan they have? Hockey is, Hockey for, is everyone. for everyone. Bullshit. No, it's not. Time out. When you break a bone, fat tissue from the <laughs> bone marrow can leak into your blood. In many cases, it doesn't uh, cause any problems, but in some situations, it may lead to a disorder known as fat embolism <laughs> syndrome. Although uncommon, it can result in serious complications such as severe lung problems and seizures. <laughs> That's what I want to have happen to stop avoid. <laughs> oh my god. Um... Oh, do you know who you should talk really to if you want to do that letter thing? Is Melissa. Melissa Gashwood. Yes, I know. Because she's done some of the groundwork on that already. And guess which team never got back to her, among others. Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Fuck, I hate this fucking league. It's pretty bad. It's so goddamn dumb. But anyway, I was talking to Avery, and I was trying to even find out, where do you talk to anyone? I looked scoured the NHL website, scoured uh-huh. the NHL PA website, there is literally no way to get in touch with the NHL. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <clears throat> what a terrible corporation. It really is. And they keep making money, so they don't really care. Um, so this whole thing in Ottawa t- is really interesting to me. As a person who lives in a market with another team that's a tire fire. Um, Sorry, I just saw a question from Mike. <laughs> I saw it too. I was hoping you didn't. Um, I could have ended it with that. Thank you and good night. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, yeah, living in a living in a city where uh, the team is also a tire fire. In different ways, but is, is very much a garbage fire. Um it's interesting to see this Ottawa thing and sort of look at how it's manifesting because there's other stuff too like there's shit with the GM and like they don't want to spend to the cap and like the owner and and all this kind of stuff that's going on and like I find it just really interesting that there's that and you have Eric Carlson who is like arguably the best defenseman in the NHL yes and you know they've been trying to trade him and trade him and trade him and like if it's true that the Senators knew about this which is like sort of what 
has been, um, what has been implied, mm-hmm. then the fact that they were trying to trade him and attach Bobby Ryan's fucking boat anchor contract to that trade <laughs> is absolute garbage. And if the NHL cared, like, one bit about the product that they put on the ice and the people who provide the product, they would release. They would force the Senators to release Carlson from his contract and allow him to go somewhere else in free agency. Absolutely. Because that would be the right thing to do, I think. I know. I'm they surprised. Won't. I'm surprised that the NHLPA isn't all over this. Perhaps the only thing I was I've been thinking because I thought I had that same thought is because there's no charges that it's just an order at this point in time and no charges have been laid, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that could be the reason why. Hmm. Um, but, like, so let's go back to Mike Hoffman's earning potential for just a second. Like, Mike Hoffman, sh- yes. <laughs> what a shitty argument. But, like... I assume that was Eric Carlson's earning potential. No, they're talking about Hoffman's. They're talking about Because Hoffman's. no one's going to want him now. Because he's got this, like... Nope. Eric Carlson's going to get paid no matter what. Okay. Unless he stays in Ottawa, because that's a mess. But he's going to get paid anywhere he goes, and mm-hmm. he'll get paid a pile of money to play hockey, and that's fine. No, the the talk about Hoffman's career, as it were, there's a stigma attached to him now. And maybe it's not his fault, because his girlfriend is doing this thing, mm-hmm. but I, I, I cannot imagine that somehow he wouldn't have at least like heard about it. But also... You know, and so, but now, no, but what kind of team wants to take that on? And also, Um, that is not the fucking point of the issue. No, of course it's not. The point of the issue is that this couple is allegedly being harassed by someone. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. And the organization's just sort of, like, willing to be like, well, okay. Yeah. Let's let it happen. Um, They're the worst. And so... Look at, yeah, we should just free Eric Carlson. Just anywhere. Free him. Anywhere. The Literally New any team. Jersey Devils. That's what we fucking need, Megan. I can't, I can't get ahead of myself. Um, but they have the gas space for sure. They do. <laughs> so anyway. Um, it's, uh, I, I, so now looking at Ottawa and looking at all the other stuff, now it kind of makes sense. Because mm-hmm. don't forget, um... Somebody made a comment the other day about how, like, Alex Burroughs is, like, only, like, the fifth shittiest person in the Ottawa Senators organization. Mm. Now that all this has come out, I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Uh, but I read something today or yesterday, I don't remember, that Carlson's now, like, legitimately asked for a trade. And, like, rightfully so. Absolutely. Um, and I honestly, like, I don't much care about how things go, um, but I really hope that the Senators have to kind of, like, sell low and take just shit back for it. To get him out of there, because you like, how do you go in from into this off season and into your September training camp with this hanging over your head? You either have to get rid of Hoffman or you get rid of Carlson or both, perhaps. Right, right, right. right. Like, you know what I mean? You just something has to happen. There needs to be a reset of some kind. Yes. And the best reset, I think, is to probably try and get rid of both of them, but yeah. at the very least, allow Eric Carlson a way out. Mm-hmm. And also, get rid of your super shitty owner. Oh. Or who demands to be repaid for an Uber. Or your super shitty GM who's just like... And your super shitty oh. GM. And your bad arena. Ottawa, you know what? Fucking contract the league. Get out of there. Nobody needs you. <laughs> How's that? You've been demoted. Yeah. You're the weakest link. To the OHL. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and to be the weakest link 
in the NHL. In a league with when the Phoenix fucking, exists. And the Vancouver Canucks and the goddamn Edmonton Oilers. Like, come on, Ottawa. Step up your game. You're our nation's goddamn capital. <laughs> I was listening to Biscuits yesterday, and they obviously recorded before this, or, or yeah, I listened to it yesterday, but they recorded on Tuesday before the story broke. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would could because um, Don Goes Brown lives in Ottawa, it would have been interesting, because I'm sure he hears some things and, oh, I'm you know, sure. whatever. But I, I would, I'm looking forward to their take on it much more than I'm looking forward to the Puck Soup take on it. Because I feel like the Biscuits take will be a little bit more measured. Yes. Um, oh, Wish is gonna do some. Maybe that's why he was talking to Amanda. Some screaming, <laughs> like, you know. No, that was for the Slava thing. Oh, that's right, right. So I, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, to the their take on it, because I think it'll be interesting to see, because you know, cause, because um, Sean McAvoy has like a little bit of a local perspective, yeah, and just like the media culture and like the kind of team culture and that sort of thing, and he knows a little bit because he's in it a little bit, and I think I'd just be interested to see. And you did tweet with... I did. Down those brown yesterday. I sure so did. You've, you've been a little bit touched by nature. <laughs> and that, that is true. That is correct. There was a very odd dream that I had. Megan, I don't... there's been worse. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, no, it was... I, and if anyone saw, I had this really odd dream that we like managed somehow to get Down Goes Brown as a, a guest on the podcast. But, like, I don't know how it turned out or really what we talked about because, like, halfway through recording, we're like, let's go see if Ovechkin has the cup in Edmonton. And I don't know if he did or not because we never found him. I have no idea what happened. This is what I think happened. It was a Friday night. (laughs) We decided, hey, let's podcast. Here's some acid. (laughs) Let's let's get really buck wild this week. Oh, hey, there's some Aaron Judge on the television. He's a giant. He is. He really, really is. That's a guy that played with them last year. That's why they're all hugging and happy. Isn't that nice? Mm. I um, have wonderful news, though. Yeah? You know that Banksy exhibit that's going on in Toronto? Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the controversy? Kind of. Someone stole a print from this exhibit. And if it fucking turns out that that motherfucker is Banksy stealing his own work... Oh my god. It'd be amazing. I'm gonna write the screenplay right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's for another episode. There's not time. We're doing it today. God damn it. Um, What's our time at? <laughs> already 26. We gotta, we should go. Um, the amount of fucking weird ass tabs I've got open on my we tablet. We have so now. many hockey things to talk about today. So I'm <sighs> gonna talk really quick about a podcast that I've been listening to that's not sports related. Or uh, how did this get made? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my podcast too um no i've been listening to lots of sports podcasts but no it's not it's not one of those this time it's called um in the dark mm-hmm. and it's like a true crime podcast i'm listening to season one right now um i was talking to someone from work and he was telling me he started listening to season two um and he hadn't done the season one yet so i started listening like yesterday and i'm on the fifth episode um i did have some time at work today to listen um but it's about the se- the first season anyway is about this like um, when, when they started doing the research into it, the, like, as yet unsolved kidnapping and murder of, um, like, a, I think it was 12, a 12-year-old boy in, in rural Minnesota, uh, but, like, they were gonna release it on whatever day they released the first episode, they were gonna do it a week later, but, like, all of a sudden, the police and FBI had, like, the suspect, they had, like, like somebody had confessed to it. Whoa. Um, 
And then they were like, shit! And so then they, they well, I mean, they pushed ahead their, their date to release it, and they, I think, had to make some changes. Of course, um, I'm sure they did. Because it, it, she's, and so it's interesting because there's, there's some footage, or, or some, like, recording uh, of 911 calls, and police interviews, and news broadcasts and stuff, and then she's kind of narrating over it. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it's, in a lot of ways, it's like serial, in that same kind of, in that same kind of way. Um, and it's really, really interesting. Because what they're looking at ultimately is like the. <laughs> There's a ghost. Bacon. <laughs> I was thinking the same. Oh, whatever. Maybe it'll take me. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> take me. I'm done. <laughs> um, so it's it. She's looking at sort of the failings of the investigation into this abduction and, um, and, and murder of this kid. And so, like, when children are abducted, the sort of, um common belief is that if they're not if they're going to be killed and they most likely are going to be killed it's within the first five hours um god damn and then after 24 hours it's almost certain that That they're they're not that that they're not alive um what year was this boy 1989 that's the year of my birth um it was october 22nd i think um, 22nd, 23rd. It was a Sunday. It was interesting. It was a Sunday because they were talking about how they went home from, I think, went home from church to watch the Vikings play the Detroit Lions. Uh-oh. Um, and so I want to see a map of where it's set, of like where this happened, because I'm confused about, because this kid and his brother and one of his friends, they rode their bikes from like their house and it was about a mile into town, but it sounds like there's a bunch of houses, like, along this road, so I, I'm not 100% sure, like, what that means, so I'd need to just kind of see it. Yeah. Um, just to spatially and kind of understand. get a sense of To me, when I think about, like, riding into town, I'm thinking, like, you're coming from the farm. Yeah. But it sounds like there was, like, this town, and then this road was a dead end, and there was cul-de-sacs. Kind right. of, like, acreage right, properties, right, right, or, like, half-acre right. properties is kind yeah. of maybe what I'm thinking. Um... But so I will have to look at a map of it. But it's really interesting because as they were riding to town, um, the one one of the kids, I think it was the, I think it was their friend, like heard something in the bushes as they were riding by, but didn't really you know it was darkish, but like you know could be an animal like whatever right didn't really think much of it, and then as they were riding back, they had gone to uh, to the convenience store to rent a movie. Um, oh, so, 1989. Yeah. So as they were coming back. Um, they were, like, stopped, because one, the, one of the kids was walking his bike, and the other two were just, like, kind of riding real slow and whatever, and they got stopped by a guy with a gun. And he asked, like, how old they were, and then, like, they told the other two to, to run, or he was gonna kill them, and then he, like, took the other kid. The youngest one? Uh, no. The one was 11, he took the 12-year-old, and then the older one was 14, I think. Jesus. Um, yeah, it was just, like, and it's... But then she's, as she's narrating it, she's talking about some of the things that, like, when you talk to police investigators and, and detectives and, like, and, and what they do and, like, people who are, like, kidnapping experts and stuff mm-hmm. and what you do in these situations that some of the neighbors don't remember being asked by any law enforcement that night if any, like, if they'd seen anything weird or yeah. heard anything weird. But they all kind of sort of assumed that they had. Because, like, well, of course we, you know, we talked to all these people, so of course we must. But they don't, you know, and so she's kind of looking at the short. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's the guy who ended up, um, who ended up confessing, his name is, um, I think, Dean Heinrich. He 
was on police radar for like other stuff around Danny. that time. Danny Hanley. And they didn't really connect. And it's interesting because you, you have to remember too, like it was 1989. Mm-hmm. And so just because somebody was like on the police radar in one town, maybe like three or four towns over, they had no idea who he was. Whereas now... It's much different. It's much different. And so I think I think part of the lens that she's looking through it as is, is, is a little bit colored by how we would do things now. And I don't think that's quite fair. In certain respects. Like, I think, right, you know, the way right, we communicate. Yeah, I see what you mean. And the fact that, like, we can get Amber Alerts on our phones and stuff like that, whereas... And our TVs are so much quicker. And... Yes, and, and, and we get news, like, instantaneously. Whereas, like... So this this thing happened. The brother and the friend come back to the house, and and one of there's like a, a neighbor girl was watching the younger sister. She was like fourteen years old, and she's you know watching the younger sister. So before they called the police, she called her dad because she's like, you know, you have to what come over here. What yeah. do we do? So then the dad came to the house of the kid who was abducted, and phoned the police from there, and said, "I'll call their you know their parents are at this place, so I'll call them and I'll get in touch with them." So it's just like that very small town. Kind of thing. Whereas now it would be like this would happen and you would like text right away, you know, like and so when she's criticizing some of the stuff, I get where she's coming from, but I also feel like some of it she has to not like let it go, but acknowledge that thirty years ago context. things yeah. are things were a little bit different. But like yeah, super, super interesting. And I don't know what season two is about, but I will hundred percent listen to it because I'm super fascinated by it. What I find really interesting because I've read and, like, listen, there's a, the first season of Someone Knows Something is also about, like, a young boy who disappears. And it just felt like the 80s and 90s were just full of child kidnappings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, okay, let me see. Is, if this, is this something that has died down in the 2000s, you know, because of the things that we're talking about? Like, I remember having like rules with my parents about okay you're walking to school this is the route that you take you pass by grandma's house mm-hmm. like it, if you're going alone you have to call me once you get there like all these rules that you did and you'd think that because I feel like we are more anxious about that now mm-hmm. that maybe they've been prevented and holy fuck no <laughs> these are just like no Number after number after number. I'm just trying to remember what that kid's name was. Um, there's a kid in... Elyon. It's <laughs> <That's> rude. Um, <laughs> you're the worst. Rude? Um, the government kidnapped him and sent him back. <laughs> okay. So, no, there's a kid in uh, in Vancouver. Or Victoria. Victoria? Victoria. Michael Dunahy? I don't know if you remember. You would have... No, you were, like, a small child. Never mind. Um, it was 1991. Um, oh. He was abducted from a playground in Victoria. And I just looked it up here. Um, he was last seen around 12.30pm on March 24th, 1991, playing at the school playground as his mother was participating in a women's football practice to which his father was a spectator. He was, like, meters from his parents when he disappeared, but no one has ever... No witnesses have ever been identified. And he's been missing for 27 years, 2 months, and 17 days. No one ever saw him again? No. And I remember that was, like, a big thing. Uh, To date, um, over 11,000 tips have been received by police. But they've never gotten any solid leads. I mean, I'm 
anticipating that he was probably killed, like, probably right away. Mm-hmm. He was four years old um, when he was taken. That's but awesome. I remember that quite clearly as a thing that, like, w- it was very much in the news. And so it's funny that you say that, like, the 80s and 90s kind of felt like that happened all the time. It felt just full of that. And, like, I was... You know, I was only born in 89. I was very young, and I still remember parents being scared. Like, Mm -hmm. really, really scared. That kind of changed when I came to Alberta, though. Yeah? Hmm. Strange. So, this is interesting. This is just from the Wikipedia article about this. And this is, again, this is maybe allowing for the fact that, like, things are different. Um... Because he vanished so quickly from a public place, the police were quick to classify his case as an abduction rather than a missing child case. And all of the detectives in the Victoria Police Department were called in to begin the investigation. Hundreds of tips began coming in every hour from across British Columbia and North America, and at the time they were all written on carbon paper and had to be sorted manually. Police believe that if they had the technology that is available today, such as video surveillance, DNA techniques, and a computer system to sort tips, they may have been able to solve the case. Yeah, for sure. And so I think that that's, that's the thing, is like, this happened however long ago, mm-hmm. and things were just different. They were, and I also feel like, this might be disparaging, I feel like cops sucked back then. <laughs> like, even listening to someone know something, it's so clear and I, I realize that there's a narrative being created by, mm-hmm. you know, the editors for the podcast. But it's just like, why the fuck didn't you talk to those people? Like, why the fuck didn't mm-hmm. you investigate that more? Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? And it's so true that if there's just different words taken today, of course there are. And there's so many different ways to track people. Yeah, well, especially now, right? But yeah, it was, so anyway, that's something that I'm really enjoying. And, and season two of this podcast, I think, is about... Um, I have it open right now. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, I would like you to flow about that part. It now. says, in season two, reporter Madeline Barron? Barron? So. Yeah. Barron? Barron, Barron investigates the case of Curtis Flowers, who was tried six times for the same crime. Oh, okay. Interesting. They, I just clicked, it's APM Reports does this, and I clicked on them because I was curious what other stuff they do. They have really interesting podcasts. What is Order 9066, the eight-part series, tells the story of Japanese Americans forced from their homes um, during internment in World War II. And then they have another one called Historically Black, where it says an eight-episode series that tells character-driven stories of black history in America. Cool. Fuck, that sounds interesting. Cool, cool. I like I'm it. I'm gonna need a lot of shit to listen to. Yeah, no kidding. In July. <laughs> Do you listen to This American Life? No. I've tried there's some to. Good, there's, there's some really good one-off episodes in there. Like, I, I don't know if I could listen to it all the time, but I found some really good single episodes mm. about, like, one of them, I have to find the episode number, but it was about, like, the little moments that, like, end up having big impacts and mm. why. And, like, one of the stories is about someone who, like, forgot their keys, like, locked their keys in their car and sort of, like all of the ways in which that right. affected it was kind of cool but some of the stuff i'm just like oh this is too much I can't do it well i find the same with malcolm gladwell's podcast interesting interesting but so pretentious at times have you ever read a gladwell book no they're good on purpose i'm but sure also, they are very interesting but you have to like take it all with a grain of salt yeah 
What, are you watching or listening or doing anything? Well, I cried all Friday night. Not really. But Sense8 is now over. Okay. It's a great fucking show on Netflix. Talked about it before, I'm sure. But they um, were technically cancelled after their second season because the show's production costs are so incredibly expensive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it takes place all over the world. There's some characters in Mexico. There's some characters in Nairobi. There's some characters in Seoul. There's some characters in London. There's some characters in Berlin. Like, in Chicago, it's an incredibly international scope of the show. And based on the numbers that they had, they couldn't justify it. But then, the fans went fucking nuts... And Netflix granted them a two and a half hour season finale movie. I remember that, yes. And it just released. And it was so fucking wonderful. And it just made me so happy because it's very much a story of diversity and inclusion and the way that these eight people around the world are interconnected. Like, literally, they can think and be with the other person. Um, by using their minds because they're technically a different species whatever that doesn't matter but what's so different about it than other stories is that it has many LGBT characters in it including um, the trans character is played by the trans woman which is fucking great and she's wonderful okay and the end which is so different from other stories that have been in the media as of late Guess whose love is the one that prevails and no characters die? Hmm. The lesbians. Yes. Finally! No lesbians die in yes. Sense8. Good. It was so beautiful and wonderful. It was a happy story for all of them. Finally. And it's really wonderful because they... Essentially, it's not very much subtext. It's pretty much text. But they mm-hmm. overcome... An oppressive society that's trying to eliminate them because of who they are. Cool. And it was really wonderful, and I love it. I'm glad. I've heard lots of good things about it. I just never, I never watched it. The sex is quite good in it. I've heard that as well. The first episode is a little bit alarming because it's very in your face, and there's an infamous thing that happens where if you've seen episode one, you know. But I've been re-watching it because I watched the finale and then I was like, fuck, I, I really like season one. So I was going back and watching season one while Chris was home and there's a one of the characters is in the hospital and every time the hospital scenes happen, Chris's eyes are on it and he's just like fucking shaking his head the whole time because he's like, no, no. That's how I always used to feel when I would watch people do CPR on the television. I'm like, that's not how CPR works. Nope, wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Nope, nope. And it would just, like, nope, fucking nope, nope. infuriate him. And one of the characters who I love is called Wolfgang. And did you ever in social, um, at the school that we worked at before, there was one teacher who, in 30, I think, made his kids watch The Wave, the yep. German movie. Mm-hmm. The lead in that, the young teen... Yeah. Is Wolfgang and Sense8. Okay. And now my husband is insistent that of any potential children we have, Wolfgang is the middle name of this child. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, <laughs> you know what 
I'm going to tell you. So I don't need to say that. <laughs> that I chose him. <laughs> you made, We all make choices. <laughs> is what I'm going to tell you. So just prepare yourself to laugh. Prepare yourself to cry. Prepare yourself to sing and dance and just be filled with love and happiness because Sense8 is a great fucking show. And it's a show that doesn't leave you empty afterwards. You feel so full. That's interesting. That's and an I think interesting that's way great. of putting it. It is. That sounds wonderful. Because, man, it's all just so bleak. Everything just sucks right now. It's just the worst. It's really great. Um, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I, I know other people have watched it, and I've heard good things about it. I just haven't, I just haven't ever got around to it. But I will maybe someday. Especially if it stays on Netflix for a while. Yeah, and I'm sure it will. It's, it's their original, so. Um. Mm. I also tried to watch, and I'm so sad about this, the first episode of the new season of Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. I got through the first four. You have to push through the third one. And then it's fine. I just haven't had time. Okay. The third one, I thought somehow it was a different show. Like, it was so fucking weird. I was talking to somebody at work about it, and I was just like, I liked it, I think. But I also was so confused as to what was going on. Like, I was just like, okay, wait. And then I and then I saw John Hammond. I was like, okay, so this is the right show. It hasn't flipped. Okay, cool. But I was just, what is going on? And when you, if you watch it, you'll understand. Okay. It was just so bizarre. And then I watched the first episode of the new season of Arrested Development. Um, the last season was so bad. I and that was just watch. one fucking long fart noise. Was it a wet fart? or? It, w- it was the worst thing, worst piece of television I've ever seen in my life. Really? It was 23 minutes of exposition. Oh. I shit you not. That sounds awful. And I paused it. It was nine minutes yeah. of cold open. Oh, yeah. I saw your tweet. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was like, did I miss some episodes from last season? Because I don't know what the hell is happening. And I went back. I looked at the previous season. You know, it has your status bar or the check marks or whatever the fuck it is. They were all done. I was reading the synopsis of each episode, and I was like, no, I've seen that. No, I remember that. I remember Job and Ben Stiller. Like, I knew all of it. And I tried to finish the rest of the episode, and I did. And at the end, I looked at Chris, and I was like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) That was not a television show. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. That was like a pitch. It's good to know. In a studio meeting. Because the last season was hot garbage. Yeah. Um, everything about it was bad. And so, I'm not surprised, but I'm kind of surprised. It was very disappointing. Because I thought the worst problem with the last season was, like, (laughs) that every episode was, um, 30 minutes long instead of 23, because I felt like they were just all bloated. And I was like, oh, they're they're starting them again. That's good. But apparently... And in last season, too, you could tell that no one was in the same room as the other characters, because they couldn't make it work with scheduling. Yeah. yeah. It was so clunky and... Oh my god, Megan, what are we watching? <laughs> Top 10 <gasps> animals <laughs> involved in the field of oh play. Oh no, that was a kangaroo who almost died. I feel like the one that's gonna happen... Gator. Oh, it's a seagull. I feel like the thing that we're gonna get as the top is when Miranda Johnson killed the bird. Because yes. that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's a murderer. Ooh, a soccer one. 
bitch. <laughs> in a fucking team play. I love it. Oh, talk about a cock on a walk. <laughs> God, I hate birds so much. Oh. It looks like a lynx. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and he was getting like. <laughs> I remember this. You got fucking. I remember bit. this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get bit again, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gotta be right. Oh, oh fuck. shit, it's a goose. What are, what are those things called? Cobra chickens? Was that, that one tweet? Did someone call it a cobra chicken? Yeah. I feel like a cat and a goose is a cobra chicken. That cobra makes chicken. it's a perfect. God, those things are terrifying. Yeah. We have. A... <gasps> oh! <laughs> oh my god, Kate! Y'all need to go and watch the top ten on TSN, like the top ten. Um. <laughs> Rally goes. I am so sad. Oh, the bat! This was great. Um, you guys need to go check out the top ten on TSN. Uh, like animals involved in Manu play or whatever. Swatted a bat out of the air. I remember that. <laughs> and then he got a bloodborne disease immediately. Fucking <laughs> oh, that's oh, terrifying. Shit. How did it get in there? Sometimes when I go to Elk Island, sometimes there's bats flying around, like, at nighttime, and I see them in the, um... This is gonna be bad, I know it. Fly, eagle, get away! <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember this <laughs> He's just like, well, Char- this is my life now. <laughs> There's an eagle on me. Yeah. <sighs> what even team was that for? Uh, the Padres? Maybe? It was that, that fucking thing. Oh, Ew, gross. An iguana? I don't like them. Oh, <laughs> he's just going to take a picture with it. <laughs> oh. Ah! Oh, someone's trying to grab it. I was like, it's being electrocuted. Oh, fuck. Also, that didn't seem like it was a problem. No, but I think I think the guy didn't want it, like, there behind him as he was, because you never know. Understandable. Yeah. Oh, look at it run. so much. Oh, it's not oh. Randy Johnson! Oh, this is a good one. This is in the Bakersfield Condors. That's a real condor. It's amazing. It, like, didn't do what it was supposed to do. Oh, and then he <laughs> fell! <laughs> it's like the episode of Parks and Rec when they all try to get on the fucking platform and they have to cross the rink. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Birds are the absolute fucking worst things in the world. I cannot believe that that Canada goose... Fucking hit that screen. And then just dive bombed into the chair. And then that woman picking it up and like knowing how to She's a fucking hero. Braver than I am. Jesus Christ. I don't know what we're doing on this podcast. (laughs) We're gonna do some more sportsy things. Um so next week on Wednesday is a very important day Mm, in the NHL calendar. Cannot wait. And that day you would think it would be the draft. No, no. But it is not. It is the NHL Awards. <laughs> and in case you were unaware, um, Taylor Hall was nominated for two. The best two. Uh, he was nominated as the um, Hart Trophy, for the Hart Trophy, as the league's most valuable player. To his team. To his team, right. <laughs> and he was also nominated for the Ted Lindsay Award by the players as the most outstanding player. Which is the best one. So, 
Because hockey men don't know shit. True story. Um, so, we're going to watch that. Are we going to watch it together? And be really excited. I mean, I got trivia that night, so probably not. God damn it, Megan. Um, we won our trivia season this time around. Mm. By, like, a lot. You can get a maximum of seven points every week. If you win, you show up, you get two points, and then the top team gets five extra. And then the second place gets four. Third okay, place gotcha. gets three. So that goes down, like, for the top five, they get extra points. Um, we had 59 going into last night. And the next team had 50. So we, even if we hadn't have answered a single question. Or showed up. We would have still won. It would have been fine, yeah. So nice. uh, it was great. Um, so Taylor Hall is going to be at the NHL Awards. Oh, in Megan. a suit. Oh, Megan. <laughs> Do you know who else is going to be at the NHL Awards in a suit? Brian Boyle. That is true. Can't wait for Brian Boyle. Can't wait for what PK is going to wear. Hope it's got a hat. Oh, of course it's going to have a hat. Oh, it's going to be great. So what we did is we went through the categories. Um, just in, And it looks like Kelsey made some picks. I did make some picks. <laughs> and I probably am going to agree with most of them. <laughs> um, so we're just going to go through and pick our, our winners for the actual awards. And then we have some of our own. We do. Which are super fun. They are. And thank you to everyone who contributed. Yeah, we really Because it was hilarious to see how many of your suggestions we had already come up with. <laughs> so we're like, damn, that's right. It's like our audience knows us. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with the Vesna Trophy uh, for the goaltenders. The nominees are Connor Hellebuck, Pekka Rene, and Andre Vasilevsky. And you've chosen... Hellebuck. Why? It just felt like it. <laughs> I think well, the, he like they Winnipeg went farther than the rest of the teams. I still think Vasilevsky is the best save of the year. Maybe, but all that stuff is done before the playoffs, before, right? I know. I think I think I think Halbach is a very good choice because I think that he had less to work with up front, mm. and they still had an incredible season. True. And there was fewer question marks about him than there were about the other ones. The Pekka, yeah, yes, especially. Um, the Selkie, so I picked correctly. <laughs> the Selkie, the best defensive forward. The nominees are Patrice Bergeron, Sean Couturier, and Andre Kopitar. And you picked Patrice Bergeron. And, like, that is always true. He is yes. always the best defensive forward. He is. Um, I don't pay attention to the rest of them, so I don't care. Me neither. Um, best uh, defenseman for the Norris Trophy. Justin Schultz, no. Um, <laughs> Cruz Rosa. Uh, Drew Doughty, Victor Hedman, and P.K. Subban. Okay, so I picked P.K. Yeah. Clearly for non-statistical reasons. For, yes. for emotional reasons? Yes. Uh, I think Victor, Victor Hedman's going to win. I agree. I totally agree. But my heart selection is Subban. Okay. And by heart, I mean H-E-A-R-T. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> um, we know what your other heart selection is. Um, yes. The Lady Bang is the trophy given to the most gentlemanly player. Can we talk about that for a second? I could talk about that for <laughs> fucking ages. Like, I know it's named after somebody. I get that. I get, I get that it's named after his wife. Like, I understand. However, I, there's... But to... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> However. Like, I, I, you know, you got to name a trophy after a person. They're all named after people. That's fine. But that one just feels a little bit... The most gentlemanly award is named after, after the lady. wife yeah. of somebody. Yeah. What beard was she acting as? <laughs> like- <laughs> so here's the thing about the, the Lady Bing trophy. It's a bullshit? 
Well, they're all bullshit. 100%. Every, every single one of these trophies is bullshit. Except but, for Ted Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that Ted Lindsay is probably the one that's least bullshit because it's the players who make the selections. Yes. Because th- it's, it's, no, but I, just in general. Because we, it's like, it's like people choosing their peers instead of yes. outsiders choosing. And what we value on this podcast is how intelligent NHL players are, apparently. <laughs> It's a good thing they play hockey and not school. Uh, <laughs> was that maroon? That sure was. Oh so, god. Okay, so the, my my problem with the Lady Bang Trophy, other than the name, so I have Is two that problems with Ryan O'Reilly's on the list. No, no, no. <laughs> well, it doesn't have anything to do with Tim Hortons and driving, so he's fine. No, my problem with that trophy is that it, they, I, I don't understand why they don't recognize, like how how these guys get. Votes like I don't get it because like Oscar Clefbaum should one hundred percent last season have been in the consideration because mm-hmm. you have to if you want to look at most gentlemanly I think the easiest way to look at that is penalties taken and if he is taking the fewest penalties as he that he had taken last year and had played you know all eighty two or seventy nine games or whatever you know what I mean and like yeah, yeah. I don't know anyway I just have a problem with how that's how that's looked at. But the nominees for that one are uh, Barkov in Florida. I don't remember his first name. And William Carlson. Andre? Hmm? Andre? Alexander? Alexander Barkov. Alexander? I think so. Maybe Andre. That was close. No, there's Andre Markov. A dot ham. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Alexander it's Barkov. It's <laughs> and, um, and William Carlson and Ryan O'Reilly. And we already know it's not Ryan O'Reilly because <laughs> fuck that guy. Until he ends up as an oiler, and then also fuck that guy. Um, so Kelsey picked William Carlson. Pourquoi? Because I did, Megan. <laughs> I'm just wondering. You no, know I literally have zero reasons for any of these. Okay. Except for like two. The Three. Masterton and Four. the Hearts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the ones that involve the devils are the ones that you can. And about. the Kings. Um, okay. The Kings. Fuck. Golden Knights. Um, the Masterton Trophy. Um, is for the player who has had, like, gone through the most adversity and sort of come out. Yes. Um, come through that and whatever. With grace and courage. And, and yeah, grace and courage and, and then done so. Dedication sort of, to their yeah, team. Yeah, and sportsmanship and yada, yada, yada. Uh, Brian Boyle and Roberto Luongo and Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl? Jordan Stahl. Jordan Stahl. Eric Stahl's in Minnesota. Jordan Stahl, yes. Yeah. I was like, Mark Stahl, but I forgot that there was a third one. I was like, God damn it. There's just so many. Um, and I think the only real choice is yes. Brian Boyle. I think that I have no idea who's voting for this one. I don't know either. If it's the players, I think they're going to choose Brian. If it's the media, I think they will also choose Brian, which is the the right answer. <laughs> the right answer, but also like strange that they're going to pick the right answer. <laughs> Um, not to undermine, I'm assuming Luongo's on there because of the shooting in Florida and everything that he said yeah. and, and did for that community. And Jordan Stahl, they lost their baby. They lost their baby, and yeah. obviously that's so horrible. Um, but I think having Brian Boyle in lieu of Taylor Hall at the All-Star Game was mm-hmm. a wonderful, like, awareness moment mm-hmm. for him. Well, and the fact that the, when they played also when the Devils played all these teams on their, like, own, like, Hockey Fights Cancer and it's like, he was the one who got to take the... The puck drop. The puck drop and all yes. that kind of stuff. And, and so... And, and, and not, like, again, not to undermine the other two, but, like, what happened was a thing that not only impacted him, like, 
emotionally and mentally, but also physically. Yes. And then he had to come and back. And his family and, and his team. Well, and then with his kid and, like, yes. so there's... And they yeah. were in the hospital and... Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot, so... We obviously are huge fans of American hero Brian Boyle and his 13 siblings? Question mark? 12. I think he's one of 13. Jesus Christ, Catholics. Irish Catholics. Irish Catholics. <laughs> God damn. They, just, they gotta populate the homeland, man. IUDs are a wonderful thing. <laughs> um, Calder's next. The Calder for the rookie, this is pretty much a no-brainer. It's Matt Barzal or Brock Besser. Or Clayton Keller. Um, Brock Besser had a hell of a season until he got hurt. Yep. And I don't think injuries should count, but we know they do, so there you we go. We know they do. Um, so he's, so yeah, Besser won't win. Matt Barzal was lights out good. Mm-hmm. He's phenomenal. He's gonna do it. Could have been an oiler. Um, <laughs> just saying. Uh, the Mark Messier Leadership Award, uh, there's Derek England and Wayne Simmons and Blake Wheeler. Mm-hmm. And you picked Wayne Simmons. I did. Any reason? I feel like to be a black man in the NHL is a hell of a time. Yeah. And I think Wayne Simmons does it with grace and he just fucking deserves something. I think it's going to be Derek England. I think so too. Because, and, and part of it, I mean, he became, before the, before the Vegas season even started, he became like the face of the franchise mm-hmm. because he makes his home there. Yes. That's his off-season home. Um, and so when that shooting happened, and he would, for him, it was more than just like, oh, this is where my team is now. Like, he this was, is, this my, is my home. Yes. And I think that, you know, the way that he got out there in that opening game and, and had something to say, and I think that there was, there's something sort of to that. Yes, I totally agree. Um, and so it's probably, I feel like it's probably going to be him. It's going to be him, yes. Uh, Jack Adams, award for the best coach. I don't know why there's any other nominees. Um, there's Jared Bednar and Bruce Cassidy and Gerard Gallant, and if Gerard Gallant doesn't win, then the hockey men need to be stopped. But also, like, the other two, I was like, who? Oh, the <laughs> the coach in Colorado did some great things with very With little. what they had, yes. Yeah. Totally and agree. I That's think... why Nathan McKinnon's on here twice. <laughs> and I, I think also, um... I think also that, that Bruce Cassidy and Boston actually did a pretty good job with, with what they had, and they went through a bunch of injury stuff and whatever. And but of course it's going to be good. It has to be. Mm-hmm. And we're going to skip down now the, to the GM of the year, because it's, it's related. <laughs> um, and the nominees are uh, Kevin Shoveldayoff from Winnipeg. And, oh, you fucking skated through that amazingly. Is and that how George, you say his name? Yeah. And George Vickery from... From Vegas and Steve Eiserman from Tampa. And I will say that both Shoveldayoff and Eiserman are very good GMs. General managers. But I think just looking at how Vegas did the thing that they did, I think it has to be them. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, you can't look at even the playoffs, right? But it's the just fucking a team almost won the fucking Stanley Cup. But the fact that they not only finished above 500. <laughs> I'm which finished above five hundred. Which other teams cannot do. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go back, you can check like our episode from November the fifth. Just to read the description. Just, just do that. Um, just do it. I think it's the fifth of November. Um, okay. Just do it. You'll you'll understand here in a second. Um, but the fact that they were able to do that and put those pieces together, and the fact that they had like you know pulled in some goaltending prospects that were able to carry the load when Flurry was hurt, and somehow fucking Florida gave up all of the things that they gave up and and McPhee was able to capitalize on that and sort of force these GMs to make some shitty deals in order to take some of these players. Like, and like, 
shockingly, how did that work out? Uh, it worked out way better than anyone probably could have imagined, I think. Is it the one with nothing? Um, maybe. I can't remember. The one with the mustache rides? <laughs> <laughs> the one with all the assholes? Um, I don't know which one you're talking I about. I feel like it's the one from November the 5th. Oh. It's just in the it's just in the summary. Like you just got to read the description and okay. you'll see why. Hold on. Um, oh, it's the one with the strange things. I'm clicking on it. It says. Um, what else do we have? The King Clancy Award. What's that one for again? Do you remember? Because you texted me and then no, you were like, "I what fucking the fuck looked is this it up for? too." <laughs> oh, that was leadership in the community. Okay, so the King Clancy Leadership in the Community Award. The nominees are. Uh, Henrik and Daniel, or P.K. Subban, or Jason Zucker, and it's going to be Henrik and Daniel because of they've retired. It's a legacy award. Yes, and they've done some really great things, and they continue to do some really great things. P.K. should win it forever and ever and ever because he's incredible, and he's a black man in the NHL. Yes, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> More. He yes. has to represent an ethnicity in the NHL. Yeah, as does you know Wayne, Wayne Simmons, Simmons and Devontae Smith Pelly, DSP and. Yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's it. And because so, you know who we're choosing for. Yeah, so we have, there's two left. There's the, te- the, the, the Ted Lindsay Award, voted by the members of the NHLPA, uh, who they think is the out- most outstanding player. And the three nominees are Taylor Hall, Nathan McKinnon, and Connor McDavid. And we've chosen Taylor Hall. <sighs> because I'm, go- I'm gonna say this, you guys. Fuck Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> You're amazing. I love it. I love it. I just... I just don't care. <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, what, what, what is it about Connor that you don't like? Mm. Here's... Here's... Kelsey's been some hot fucking takes. Guys, Connor has one move. He crashes to the net... He does a fucking backhand wrister. He's as close to the net as he fucking can be. Maybe do something else, Connor. If anyone actually listened to this podcast, (laughs) we could burn the internet down. Do it. Take it from us. (laughs) So I will. And you know what? I will maybe stop being a goddamn robot. It's not that hard. I'm doing it right now. (laughs) I will counter your one move take uh by saying he has like three um, <laughs> and one of them involves skating really fast so here's the thing about Connor mcdavid i really like Anytime, i you know what i do too yeah. i like what he does on the ice but it's just like every time he skates everyone's like oh my god look how fast he he's is. really fast though of course he is you don't have to say that every time but he's really fast we know I know. Read this summary. Just read it. The whole thing. This is our summary from November 5th. We're in your host talk a lot about the Oilers and the Devils and their Lord and Savior Taylor Hall. Break down season two of Stranger Things. A little about Thor. How Kelsey's husband actually works sometimes. <laughs> the scariest sports mascot and whether or not the Oilers will hit 500. Spoiler. No. <laughs> November the 5th, motherfuckers. Somebody uh, called it. That was me. Um... <laughs> Did you just whisper over there? Yeah, that was me. No. Was <laughs> I thought you was in the other direction no. of the mic. Um, to so, the here's the thing about Connor McDavid. I like him, and he's fast. And you can't, you, like, to watch him skate is actually quite unreal. And it's not even yes. so much that he's as fast as he is. It's how he gets going that fast from, like, a standstill. It's yes. incredible. He, he creates things on the ice. Yes. I get it. 
But he's not the best player in the league. No. He will be. Mm-hmm. But he's not strong enough right now to be the best player in the league. Do you know why? Doesn't have a generational booty. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh my god, fucking callback. But I thought you were going to say he doesn't have a left winger, Megan, so I was mentally prepared for that. For fuck's sakes, generational booty. Oh, I can't believe it's not one of our awards. <laughs> well, we know who it's wins all, it. It's always going to sit. It doesn't matter. We'll, we're going to make it one of our awards. Okay. Um, the other... <laughs> the Sydney Crosby Award for Generational Booty <laughs> goes again, Sydney, too. The Sydney Crosby Award for Sydney Crosby goes, too. <laughs> oh, and if we could do a Sydney Crosby impression, we'd be like, oh, well, you know, I really got to give credit to the boys for this one. That's my best. <laughs> That's my best wish doing Sydney voice. Oh. Uh. Okay. Um, holy shit. And our last one is the Hart Trophy for the MVP. And that's voted on by the media. And my favorite thing about this is that it's voted on by the media. And they have to release their ballots. That's the best part. Can't wait. It's going to be so good. And the nominees for that one are Taylor Hall and Nathan McKinnon and Andre Kopitar. And we will think it's going to be Taylor Hall. <laughs> I don't know why Kopitar's on the fucking list. Kopitar's on the list because he added more value to his team than anybody else. That's the whole point. Yeah, it's like your most, team so fucking sucks. Yeah, but most valu- valuable to your team. But they also made the playoffs. That's the other thing. Did they? Yeah, they got mm. knocked out in the first round. By, Second round? First round. By, by the, the Vegas Sharks? Golden Knights? Because didn't the Sharks play the Ducks or did the Knights play the Ducks? I don't remember. It was all desert teams <laughs> from the Pacific because everyone else sucks. <laughs> oh my god, NHL play. Everyone, like, <laughs> Tyler's screaming at us right now. <laughs> Tyler, we just don't care. No, you know what? When the playoffs. <laughs> Wait, I'll find it out. When, when, the, when the playoffs were over, um, I was like. They got swept by the Kings. Or the, the Knights! They got swept Fuck. by. Yeah. So Every time I see the K, I just think Kings. When the playoffs were over, I was like. Oh, yeah, Minnesota was in the playoffs. That was my first thought, because there was, like, a little retrospective or whatever. Me too with Columbus. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool. Right. All right. right. Okay. And I just want to say, yes, the Devils did also get knocked out in the first round. But guess what? Who fucking won a game at home, bro? Um, yeah, the Avalanche also got knocked out in the first round. Yeah. Didn't they? They won two yeah, they games did. at home. Yeah. But anyway, so whatever. It doesn't matter. None of those things matter. Um, so there you go. We're going to be wrong on easily three quarters of those, <laughs> but that's okay. Do you think so? Um, because they're logical choices? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Anything that's voted on by the hockey men is, that are logical. And I do want to remind the listeners to this podcast, as I've established in I think the last five episodes or so, I just go with my gut and then offer no justification whatsoever. That's <laughs> true. She really does. I've got no evidence. I've got nothing. You're like my students when they write things. Well, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> They're not dumb. They're just... They're just done. done okay, enough. so we have our own awards now. Yes. And also thank you, like we said, <laughs> uh, to... I haven't looked at these yet, so this is good. 
Because um, <laughs> they're so fucking wild things. Yeah, yeah this is wonderful. I haven't looked at this yet. So these are just sort of like superlatives, ultimately. Yes, essentially. That's what they are. Do you like what I titled it? The M&K Awards <laughs> for Bravery and Entitlement. <laughs> yeah, we, um, okay. <laughs> I don't know what to go, where, where to go with that. Best Beard. We have Brent Burns, Joe Thornton, and Braden Holby. I think the nicest of those three is definitely Braden Holby, because yes. it doesn't look like he's... It doesn't say nicest beard. Just says but Joe Thornton, hands down. It's gotta be Joe. Yeah. Do you know who's a better beard than Joe Thornton, but he didn't play this season because he was very hurt? Patrick Eves. Look oh, him up. Oh, yeah, I real remember good. you talking about him It's real before. good. It's very, very... It's much more, like, Civil War-esque than Joe Whoa. Thornton's beard. It's a good beard. That looks like a Lincoln beard. <laughs> um, okay. Jesus, it, like... Uh, comes out at you. Which player would you most want to have a beer with? So we don't have nominees for this. No, this is just sort of our own. I've made a selection. You have made a selection. And I think I'd like to go for a beer with PK. I think he'd be a lot. I th- I do, but if it's just a one night... <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Hi, Grace. <laughs> You're not gonna listen to this. It's a good thing that this is that he's not gonna be able to walk in and like answer questions this time. I th- well, no, he didn't watch a lot of hockey this year, so okay. Um, but I feel like he no, maybe not. Now that I think about it a little bit more, who's the best gossip in the NHL? The best gossip in the NHL because that's who I'd want to have a beer with. Uh, the I feel I feel like it somehow, and I don't know why, but I feel like it'd be Brad Marchand. I feel like it'd be Biznasty, even though he's not in the NHL. Oh anymore. yeah, but he's yeah he's not in the NHL anymore. So I feel like, I feel I feel if some I don't know why I just feel like it would be Brad Marchand. But that I feel like that evening would end up with him with a broken nose and you having to Uber him safely home. Yeah, but you'd learn you would hear some things. You'd learn some shit. I but also, so. would you trust the shit? Maybe Tyler Sagan would be also a good gossip. No, I think he keeps sh- keeps shit on lock. Probably maybe. I think for, like, just, like, max entertainment, I think PK's probably a good choice. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like there would almost have to be a time limit on it. Right? Although, now, after having watched the cup celebrations, fucking TJ Oshie, man. Oh, TJ Broshi. <laughs> Love oh, him. Timothy Jimothy Broshi. Timothy Jimothy Broshi. Like, fuck. Fuck. What a dude. Yeah, so, yeah, now, after having watched those cup celebrations, one of those guys. They're sure. out of control. Absolutely. I feel like Ovechkin is just going to follow the Stanley Cup around all summer long as it goes to, like, the players' home. Yeah, so he's going to get all of the days with the Stanley Cup <laughs> instead of just his one day. That'd be great. Um, okay. This is a good one. I like your choice. Um, a lot of this is going to be might, shit take on a, this Take person. a drink before I say the thing I want to okay. say because I don't want I don't want you to spit There's nothing left in that. I'm just chewing on it. So the one, who we, who wouldn't we trust to walk a dog? And your choice is Chris Russell. Yes. And I say, unless the dog trips him up and he falls down, <laughs> then it's okay. I thought you were going to say that <laughs> fucking football player who had the dog fighting ring. Uh, no. Um, yeah, I wouldn't trust, no. Who was that again? Michael Vick. Thank you. Um, who wouldn't we trust to walk a dog? Who's like ah uh, the guy from Vegas who like turned the puck over to uh, Lucas Biza because he can't be trusted to do the right thing, or is Patrick Stefan still in the league? No, but him because he couldn't score on an em- on an empty net. Patrick Liner maybe because sometimes he fires the puck in his own net, <laughs> doesn't pay attention. 
Um, probably... That guy on the Oakland Athletics who just, like, overthrew first? That guy. I, I feel like either. probably not Ryan O'Reilly. No. Well, you, you walking's not driving, though, so it might be okay. But can he be trusted? I don't know. If he can't be trusted with a machine. Can he be trusted with a puppy? Can he be trusted with a puppy? I don't fucking think so. He could have been on our best beard list, though. Have you seen his beard? It's pretty good. Ugh, but he's... He's moral. It's a good beard. It doesn't matter. Um, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Um, most deserving of a cup now that Obi has one. So, I googled, because it was like, I'm sure somebody's fucking wrote something about this. And of yeah. course, down goes Brown did. Um, <laughs> about old guys without cups. And I put in our notes here, I hated every single person that was on that list. Because just made up of the worst. Do you want me to open it? I was like, on my tablet? Yeah, I would like, because I can't, and it's making me angry. So we wrote, um, anyone on the Sharks, also including Patrick Marlowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of course. Because of course. Uh, then that's probably my choice. Um, Henrik Lundqvist, I think, is another good choice. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Other, like, old guys who need a cup. Mm. Ready for the list? Hmm? Ready? Yeah. So, number 10, Paul Martin and Joel Ward. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Scott Hartnell. Braden Coburn. Okay. Pekka. Ovi, obviously. Mm-hmm. Matt Hendricks. <laughs> Derek England. Mike Fisher. Fuck that guy, man. Rick Nash. And, obviously, Joe Thornton is the top pick. But... Rick Nash can't win the cup. He disappears in the playoffs all the time. It's not possible. Do you think that Rick Nash signs his contracts in Invisible Ink? <laughs> Maybe. Rick Nash signs his contracts knowing that his playoff performance doesn't matter. How's that? Where everything's made up and yeah. the points don't matter. Yeah. Um, okay, biggest overachiever. <laughs> this is, you're, you're a dick on this one. I love it. <laughs> Well, it's, it's true. <laughs> uh, so the choices are... Yeah, the are, next two are pretty fucking Yeah, the, the, cho- the, <laughs> <laughs> the choice... I just read all of that. The choices are, for this biggest overachiever, David Perron, or just the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think they're both accurate. I would posit... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something here. Overachiever in terms of salary? Leon Dreisaitl. Yes, but that's not what the question I'm just, is. doesn't say there's no specifics. Um, he's an option for the next he one. He is an option. <laughs> it's pretty great. Can I read it? Um, yes. <laughs> so, biggest underachiever, we've got three nominees. This is when I wish we had fucking theme music. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. <laughs> but it'd be, like, sadder. <laughs> Or it'd just be, like, super ironic. <laughs> or just be, like, when Krusty's singing Send in the Clowns. Yes. <laughs> and then there's, like, a five-second pause. The Clowns. Uh, Milo Lucic. Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> and, of course, Mark Spector. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say... I'm gonna, I'm gonna add an option here. You ready for oh, it? Yes, hit me. Are you sure? Don't say Jamie Ben. <laughs> God damn it. How did I not put that on the fucking list? Kelsey, biggest underachiever. Oh, well, that's not surprising. Just on that question alone. Oh, um, thank you. Big, okay, this was my contribution. Oh, this is, this is what I win next. <laughs> 
So this is my contribution here. Yes. Um, we were talking about this the other day on like Google Chat or whatever, making a list, and she's like, "Should we do our own awards?" And I was like, "Yes, let's do it." And then she sent me the ones about the biggest underachiever, and she had these three choices, and I thought it was funny. And then I was like, "Oh, biggest overreactor!" I was like, "Darnell Nurse, just him." Just fucking great. Just moving right along. Um. Okay. I put best scandal. And I don't really have any options. Oh, this fucking shit in Ottawa. Because it's gotta be like, Ottawa now. Just in general, the Ottawa Senators. Most Ottawa bullshit. Yeah. Um, also, it's not really a scandal, but the, the idea that, like... Like I said to you the other day, that the ironing is delicious. <laughs> that Milan Lucic wants out of Edmonton after oh two years. Oh, God. I, and I mean, if it's family, but That's, whatever. You know what that is? That's the best feel-good movie <laughs> moment of the year, Megan. <laughs> That's so, what that is. So I get it if it's like family related issues and his wife wants out and that's sort of like some some things that I've heard is that that's part of it is that his uh, his wife is really unhappy here. And of I course get that it. came from a guy who heard him yelling into his phone at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um but, sure. so I so I get it, right? Like I, I, I can appreciate if that's the case. And and you have to we have to remember too that like these guys are like adults and human beings and yeah. have families and I get that. Um, but just all of the things, because watching, like, the mental gymnastics that it's requiring some people to, to do to, like, justify why he wants out after they spent two years being like, no, it's the best pick, the best signing that they could have made, is so good. It's just so good. Oh, the um, ironing was delicious. Okay, the tried the hardest and still failed award, we have three nominees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you read those, because you wrote them down. They are Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. And the winner is Connor McDavid. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, okay. Megan, I think this is the most petty we've ever been. What? This is the most petty we've ever been. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's the end of the school year. It's time. Oh, boy. Um, The most, quote, NHL event of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to the Olympics. Hockey is for everyone. Pittsburgh going to the White House. I think when we consider this one, we all lose. I think it's the lip service to inclusion. It's the worst overall. Yes, and I'm going to say it because of this, because they didn't go to the Olympics, because of whatever. Um, And so because of that, my favorite reaction by NBC is like, okay, fuck you, NHL, we're going to put some playoff games on the golf channel. Yeah. And then they got what they deserved. So I'm going to say the lip service to inclusion. Perfect. Um, also, stop making pink jerseys. No one wants them. And just, like, stop being terrible. Um, okay. Is it so hard? Best feel-good, best ironic feel-good <laughs> moment of the year, I suppose, is Milan Lucic wanting to leave Edmonton. Yeah. Um, actual feel-good moment of the year? I cried when the Sidians played their last game. Did you? I did. I didn't expect that. Who did they play? The Oilers. Oh. I was like, you know what? It's been however long. They've been in league for 17 years. I'm, so they've been in league half my life. Right. And it's going to be a very strange thing to like watch them next year. Fuck, the half Canucks their lives too. Next year without them on it. Right. It right? That's going to be a very strange thing. And so, like, for an actual feel-good moment, like, their kids down on the bench, all of that, I thought was good. But ironic feel-good moment, Luchich want note, because, like, just get it in my veins. Yeah. I'm in. Mine would be Timothy Jimothy Broshi talking about oh, his God. dad. 
Sobbing. 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 So beautiful. So wonderful. So I also really like the Brett Connolly one with that little girl. And, like, when yeah. he gave her the puck, and then she got the stick afterwards, and she got to go to a playoff game, she was there, and, like, I liked that a lot. That Me was too. cool. Um, <laughs> I feel like best hockey man means worst hockey man. So. Yeah, I think, Ta- was it Tyler or Tom that suggested that to us? Um, so, best know. hockey man. 174-way tie between all of them. <laughs> but I think if we had to be real honest, it would have to be... Jim Matheson, or Mark Spector, or Ken Campbell. Does David Daples apply? No, he's no. not. No, he, no, he's not really a hockey man because he's oh, right, not, He's a columnist. He's a columnist, and he doesn't. He's a columnist. Yeah, um, he's a blogger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, a he's self-hating a, blogger. He's is a blogger. What he, is. he only watches the games from his house. Fucking Christ, Megan. Yeah, Dunking on staples <laughs> added to I've been holding on to that one for a real long time. Have you? Uh, yeah. Oh. So, Mark Spector, Jim Matheson, Ken Campbell. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> well, fucking Cox McGee over there. <laughs> yeah, Damien Cox. Cox. <laughs> Couldn't remember his first name. <laughs> I feel like this might be like the most laughing we've done throughout an episode <laughs> since we've started this. Uh, I feel like we've been here for hours. <laughs> Amanda, Tyler, someone has listened to all of them. Please tell us if this, <laughs> this is true. Because <laughs> I'm not going to go back and do it. Well, it got it got real serious <laughs> when we talked about child kidnapping, but <laughs> it's a little lighter now. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh... Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think the, the I think probably Ken Campbell for his like bullshit about all of it, just everything that he writes. Bullshit. Yeah, sometimes like because there's other like hockey men like Bob McKenzie and Pierre LeBrun, and for the most part, sometimes they say things I'm like, oh god, stop! But for the most part, I'm like, they're yeah, cool. good. It's yeah. fine. I think I know this doesn't quite apply, but my favorite person to read who writes about ho- hockey is Bruce Arthur, because I think he does it with empathy and compassion and with a lens to say there's more to this story than meets the eye he, and he tries to humanize everyone he writes about sports really really well he d- beautiful and i like I, I try not to emulate his style because i don't think i can because i don't have the voice but like i have that same idea in my head when i try mm-hmm. and write stuff when i was living in ireland i read something from him and it's i think the only he's responded to me like twice on twitter once was about this article and once was about uh the 2014 gold medal hockey game Mm -hmm. because he was tweeting about like you know Canadians like you know where are you watching the game from and Aaron my friend Aaron sent me a picture from outside the brew house down here at like 4.30 in the morning in the lineup in the minus 28 weather yeah and I I sent it to him and he was just like we are a crazy people um but he responded to me when I like said something about this writing that he had done and it was about a kid that he had played basketball with in high school Mm -hmm. um who had since passed away Mm. And it was, I'll try and find it. It was phenomenal. And it might be the first thing of his that I had ever read. read. And it was so good. Like, I was sitting in a restaurant in Dublin reading this and crying. Yeah, his writing oftentimes makes you cry. He's got, it's that last line. It's always the last last line. line It's a fucking dagger to the heart. Like, his writing about his twins is gorgeous and beautiful. And, like, all of his stuff at the Olympics in. It's like, best, best hockey man. Yeah. Bruce Arthur. We're giving it to you, pal. Um, this anonymous podcast. Yeah. 
so <laughs> I feel like we've covered this one already. Worst locker room morale. Thanks, Amanda, for this one. Ottawa. Clearly Ottawa. It cannot be anyone else. I did offer three options. Ottawa, Edmonton, or Calgary. But, like, Edmonton, Calgary pale in comparison to yep. Ottawa. Clearly. Well... If we take Ottawa out of the occasion, or out of the <laughs> equation, I think, just ignoring it because it's cl- the clear winner yes. in this respect. Well, we did have, allegedly, one player punch another player's face for dating his... Dating? Dating, sleeping with. Sleeping I... with. But then you have Calgary where you have a coach who has a meltdown on the ice. Mm-hmm. During practice. Who's now on the Oilers coaching staff. <sighs> so I'm going with Edmonton. <laughs> That's what I'm going It's about to get worse. Yeah. Um, like how? Oh, fuck. They're so stupid. <laughs> I'm just not even gonna. Okay. Um... <laughs> the best oiler, former oiler, I'm assuming. Yeah. On another team not named Taylor Hall. Well, David Perron. Oh, yeah. He had a great season. Obviously. <laughs> he had a wonderful season. Yeah, it's true. Obviously. Um, yeah, no. No one else. There's there's no other options. It's not fucking Matt Hendricks. Nope. Um. <laughs> I like these awards. Uh, and these ones got very wordy. Yeah. And these are the ones that came from Twitter. Okay, I'm going to leave the this next one till the end, because I think that'd be a good way to end it. Okay. Um, the Jack Daniels Award uh, is to, for the, the, okay, the Jack Daniels Award. Um, it's such a wordy. For the liver of the coach with the most trying season. Yes. Um, I like your choice of Calgary. Thank you. I think that's a good choice. I would say Edmonton, but most of that was like, coaching problems and like special teams problems yes and so i don't know and, if like could... potentially self-inflicted problems yes whereas i think calgary had the pieces but incompetent yes people running the pieces yes mm-hmm. um the chuck norris trophy he's not a defenseman your choice here though so let's just say oh. player. the chuck norris trophy for, for the player with the best grit chart and toughness score Obviously, it shows Matt Hendricks. Of course, Matt Hendricks, because like the Oilers couldn't win without him. <laughs> oh, men are so dumb. <laughs> um, uh, unbelievable. Uh, the Alex Ovechkin Award for the player most likely to be drunk at the beginning of next season. Um, and of course, Ovi's his own nominee. Yeah, <laughs> Ovi, TJ Broshi, and Jakob Vrana. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say Barry Trotz. I was just gonna say, I'm like, yes! <laughs> yes! Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz is gonna be just, he's gonna yeah. come to camp and they're gonna be like, Barry. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Barry, you've gained 40 pounds. <laughs> Although, on Your too. skin is yellow. I'm afraid you're jaundiced. <laughs> <laughs> on biscuits, they were talking about how, whether or not Obi's gonna come into camp at 280. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> because he just clearly doesn't care anymore. Um, Man, you fucking earned it, bro. The uh, Marvin Award for the best hockey robot. Did you get that reference from Hitchhikers? Yes. Okay, good. There's three choices. Yes. Is it like the best robot? Or like the. I feel like you're going somewhere with Or is this? it the best robot who can play hockey? Because there are two very different answers. Oh, I'm I'm willing to hear him. Okay, so if it's the best robot who can play hockey, the obvious choice is Sidney Crosby. Yes. 
if it's just the best robot, it's Connor McDavid. Because mm-hmm. Jonathan Taves was on uh, Jay and Dan and, like, smiled and stuff. <gasps> like, what? real smiles. He was very, like, stiff and robotic about it. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> He was sitting in the chair and he has like his his arms on like the arms of the chair and he like didn't know what to do with his hands. <laughs> but like he was trying to enjoy himself and like actually kind Was of... he just like give me sticks so I know what to do with my hands? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, oh. Yeah, so if it's the best robot who can play hockey, Sidney Crosby. If it's the best overall robot, it's Gotta Be Good. <laughs> um, which would also explain why he's so fast. Because there's rocket boosters. It's not him. It's just the rocket boosters. Go go gadget Connor. <laughs> that reminds me of that clip from Gadget where he's like driving drunk and ends up in the I know, we've talked about that before. It's fucking crazy. Uh, I can't believe that was on television. It's a, I'm a kid show. Oh, God. That show was so good. This show was so fucked up. Okay, and our second last one. Uh, whose is this? This came this from Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. Her choices? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I bothered asking. Were these her choices as well? Yeah. Okay. The uh, Unfuego Award for the hottest pending UFA. James Neal, Jack Johnson, or John Carlson. Amanda. <laughs> it ha- of those three, it has to be James Neal. There's no other option. Have you Jack Johnson? No. I don't know what he looks like. It's the answer is no. Who's the other one? And John Carlson. This guy's gonna fucking sell me car insurance, Amanda. <laughs> Obviously, it's James Neal. Ugh. Oh, boy. I mean, as soon as I was, like, forming the question I started to say it, I was like, this was an Amanda suggestion, <laughs> wasn't it? And the last one, which I think is a really nice way to end this, this shenanigan. This fucking gong show of a podcast. Um, the Bob Ross Trophy for the finest happy little accident of the season. Mm. There were some good things that happened this season, I feel. I think, probably. I don't know. I think the best little happy accident... Because that implies something happens where the person doesn't intend to do it, but overall it's a positive consequence. I suppose. Yeah, because... Can we find some tape somewhere of Jamie Ben going down? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's the question then. It's a happy little accident yeah. in, like, the spirit of Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. Bob Ross was always pleased with the happy little accidents. I don't know if Jamie Ben would be pleased with that accident. <sighs> I feel like he'd be grossed out. We don't have a Jamie Ben award. Do we need one? <laughs> the biggest underachiever. Come on. Well, yeah. I mean, really. Um, I'll, I'll come up with them before the end of the podcast and I will, I'll figure it out. We're like nearing the end. What we if there's left to talk about? We have some oh, questions, fuck, right? We've got fucking questions. Um, happy little accent. I don't, I, I agree with you. It should be like unintentional and then it turned out well, but I would like to say that, um, the Sedin's like last points in the NHL mm-hmm. in that game. I don't recall. Um, when they, cause they won in the overtime. Did they not? I feel like they won that game. Uh, well, it's against the other, so I'm sure. <laughs> Um, but they, uh, I don't know, scored at like 233 of overtime or whatever, and their like numbers are 22 and 33, and there were just all these like fun little coincidences. Oh, that's cute. I kind of liked it, and I'll just go with that, because sure. I think that was nice. That's cute. Um, 
yeah nice way for them to cap off that those careers um so we have some questions and i'm gonna i will try and somehow multitask and think of think of um well i have one from malcolm to get us started okay uh he says if you had a racehorse what would you name it my gut instinct rob gronkowski obviously (laughs) just roll with it (laughs) my gut instinct (laughs) is a long one it's american hero brian boyle (laughs) i like it actually i i like it that's good um but like obviously shadow facts This is a Lord of the Rings thing. I was going to say... I think in the political climate of the day, I think a horse named Fake News that was really good would be fucking hilarious. Or Feckless Cunt. it'll be censored. Should we put a star where the U goes? Because <laughs> I feel like that needs to be the title of the episode. I don't know, Megan. Someone might think it says can't. <laughs> that leads into Mike's question. Mike sent us a question. You want to know what it is? What percentage of NHLers <laughs> probably can't read? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Fuck, <laughs> Mike. You were savage. <laughs> You're the most savage person I've ever fucking met. Okay, so what? Per- okay, what percentage of NHLers probably can't read? So <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I want to like call, pull this back a little bit because Claude, Ju- I think it's Claude Julian, I think, was like functionally illiterate as an NHL coach. Like he like did the thing that that people who can't read do to get by. Yeah, and like fake it. Wow. And, yeah, and then finally, like, I can't remember how it was found out in any way now, and has, like, worked to remedy that. So, like... That's amazing. Yeah, which, really and truly, to be, like, at the top of your game without being able to do that. So... So how do you not learn how to read? You learn how to read to, like, a particular level, and then you never get past it, right? It's not, like, it's not, like, not knowing at all. Just, you know below grade eight level or whatever for that like as an adult wow right so i'm gonna guess that based on some of the dumb fucking things that hockey players say when they're interviewed because they're and, and this is maybe not can't read but don't read well okay i think it's a better question i'm gonna say 69 percent <laughs> I was going to say, like, 45, but I like the 69% works better for, you know, the spirit of this shit show. (laughs) But I was going to, I think, like, it's probably under half, but I would say that there's a whole bunch of them that are, like, you know, like, the average American adult reads six books a year, and I would imagine that half of the NHL is below the the average. I would totally agree. And it's just based on how they phrase things when they speak. Mm -hmm. The level of diction that they repeat I think they've got a very small uh, vocabulary. You know, 
You know, we, uh... Yeah. We give it 110%. Mm-hmm. You know? You don't need to be able to read just about cliches. Yeah. Or, like, to read well. Another question from Mike. <sighs> Let's nuke the NHL, and one player from each team gets into your bunker. Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Taylor Hall. Let's just, like, start with the glaringly obvious. You have to go through all 31 teams. Okay, I'll find a list of the teams, because I'm never going to remember them all. Also, like... Hang on. There's some good stuff. Just... This is... This is the bunker? What is the purpose of this bunker? They're just there. I don't know. They're just there. There's no one else except me and 31 dudes. Well, like, us and 31 dudes. Oh, us and 31 dudes. I suppose. So we're sharing. Ah. Okay, so let's go from... (laughs) Should we go from, like, the standings from the bottom of the league to the top, or top to bottom? Bottom to top. Okay, Buffalo. You're gonna hate it. Don't. I'm gonna say it. Don't. Ryan O'Reilly. Fuck. You know why? Entertainment purposes. He's on your side of the bunker. Deal. <laughs> Ottawa. I feel like I need to write this down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So Ryan O'Reilly from Buffalo. Yes. Ottawa. Obviously Eric. Carlson. Obviously Eric Carlson. And his wife, of course, yes. is coming as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, Arizona. Not Max Domi. Fuck <sighs> that guy. He is He'll be on dead the to door us. fucking banging, and I'll say, no. <laughs> no, Max Domi. You don't deserve to be saved. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh. I don't even know who plays in Arizona. I don't either. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking hell. Oh, hang on. I'm just, Are you just searching? I'm just looking at, like, names. I'm just gonna pick a name. Oh, I like Clint Keller. He was fine. Okay, we'll put him. <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, Montreal. Max Pacioretty. Let's save him from that cesspool. Okay. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> the Detroit. Detroit Red. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Uh, Henrik Zetterberg. He also needs to be saved. Okay. Vancouver Canucks. Sam Gagne. Uh, Plus, if he brings his wife, we'll have a medical professional. Uh, also, those cute children. I know. They're so, adorable. Gags is coming. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks, I know who is not getting saved. Um, Chicago. Who plays on their team? I don't even know. I just know. Alex Sabrinka, Anthony Declare. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope. Oh, that's gross. That's not. It's gotta be Taves, I think. Yeah, I think probably. so. Because I'm like, nope, shitbag, shitbag, shitbag. Can't do it. Um, the New York Rangers. Lundquist? <laughs> okay. Come on. The Edmonton Oilers, do we have to? Is there anybody worth saving? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna regret this, Megan. You really are, and I'm gonna love every minute of it. Amanda told me <laughs> that she listened to a podcast with Patrick Maroon on it, and she said. <laughs> she said that he said that the person with the biggest penis was Jujar Kara. <laughs> Yeah, 
Uh, the New York Islanders. Um, Matt Barzell. Ebbs. Jordan Eberle. I like Jordan Eberle. Let's let's keep him. Let's keep Ebbs. Yeah, he's alright. Um, oh, that's something I wanted to do. Uh, the Carolina Hurricane. Jeff Skinner. Yes. Obviously, Jeff Skinner. Jeff he's the best. Skinner. Um, the Calgary Flames. Who needs to be saved from there? No, that's probably not true. Um, I don't have anything against Goudreau. Michael Backlund? Sure. He's pretty good. Oh, is he the one that did the thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he's the one that did the thing. <laughs> um, we will not save Troy Brower. You guys, you're welcome. <laughs> Just, you're welcome. Fuck. The Dallas Stars. <laughs> well, I know it's not coming into that bunker. <laughs> Megan, Megan, he's never been in any bunker. (laughs) I'll never get old. Jesus Christ. This league is so fucking amazing. Um, (laughs) I think the correct answer is maybe probably John Klingberg, maybe? But, like, actually Tyler Sagan. Because he would be super fun. He'd be a lot. He'd need his own space. He'd need his own dirty boys room. (laughs) Uh huh. I feel like him and Carlson can have the dirty boys room. They just look like dirty boys. <laughs> Don't make me say it a fourth time, Meg. Is our next the St. Louis Blues in the St. Louis Blues? The only correct answer is Jaden Schwartz. I think. <laughs> okay. We'll just go with that. Don't know how to spell his fucking name, but it's on the list. The Colorado Avalanche. Um. I guess. My concern right now with the list uh-huh. is that it's very ethnically white. I don't know if you know anything about the NHL, but um, it is very ethnically white. But I feel like we could try. Um, Who's on the app? I was going to say, from the Colorado Avalanche, we can't. <laughs> the, the, most, like, the most, like... Where's, um... That's where Nail Yakupov is. Uh, yeah, we should save him. Let's save him. Let's save Yak. Yeah, I hope he brings his cute dog with him. <laughs> okay, the Florida Panthers. Lou, obviously. Yeah, it's gotta be Lou. Yeah, it absolutely has to be. Or Eric Blatt. No, we've already got one gross beard, Megan. I really like um, the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> I feel like that is a choice that we don't have to make. Like, okay. Let's come on. <laughs> the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Don't know a single. Bobrovsky. Okay. <laughs> That's a weird choice, and I'm into it. <laughs> I feel like if we planned it a little better, we could make like a good team out of this as well. You know what? You're right. Okay, the Philadelphia Flyers, Wayne Simmons. Yes. Of there course. you go. Okay. The Los Angeles Kings. Oh, they're all just like trash pandas they're the worst I hate them all so oh no much. oh like Jonathan Crick needs to go away and Dustin Brown needs to go away oh Anji Kopitar could come into the bunker because then he could also bring his dog does he have a good dog yes cause like the rest of them no thanks Drew Doughty and that laugh needs to stay just like so far away I've never heard it it's awful is it yeah San Jose Sharks Obviously, Burnsy. Come on. Or Joe Thornton? I think Burnsy. 
Alright. Not Evander Kane. No, not Evander Kane. Can we choose to, instead of taking anyone from the Ducks, take both Burnsy and Thornton? Let's... Probably. Probably. We could make that trade with the uh, gods, Patrick question mark? Patrick Eves from the Ducks? I would take Patrick oh, okay, Eves. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so the Pittsburgh Penguins are He's next. He's just got a beer, too. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Eves. Okay, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. So, Sid or Phil? I would take Sid. But I feel like Phil I would, would take be- Phil. I know you would. I would take Phil. Okay. I'm taking Phil. Fine. You have fucking right Oh, do you know who's on the Ducks that you really like? That you clearly forgot about cogs and adam henrique oh this is a hard okay <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah andrew cogliano or adam henrique i'm seriously torn here i feel like this is sophie's choice is it though you choose adam no, I'd probably take Cogliano. Cogs it is. Um, from the Minnesota Wild, that's where Devin Dubnik is playing. <laughs> Correct. Just, just so that you know, I don't know if you I knew know that. where he's playing. Um, I would take, if it was me, if it was up to me, I would take Tyler Ennis. Sure. He's a nice boy. I taught him when he was in grade nine. I'm starting to get concerned that there's a lot of Taylors, there's a lot of Tylers. <laughs> There's no Chad, so we're okay. Oh, is there a Chad in the NHL? <laughs> uh, in Pittsburgh, yeah. What? Chad Ruby Doll. Ruby Doll? Yeah. Okay. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Patrick Marlowe? Okay. Who else? Well, Nylander. Willie. Uh, uh, Not into Willie? No. He's got the strongest fucking chin I've ever seen in my goddamn life. He's got the jaw of two men, Megan. <laughs> Where Oscar Clefbaum has none, <laughs> Willie has two. Yeah, I just, everything about the Leafs, I can't, I can't get behind them. So you want Marlowe. You'd want to separate him from his beautiful family, though? They can come, too. How big is this fucking bunker? Well, we also have to, we have to include Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews because they're, like, adopted members of that family. So there you go. The Marlowe family, yeah. correct. Okay, I'm turning them into the Leafs. Um, the Washington Capitals. Obviously, it's Timothy Timothy Brashy. Yeah, it has to be. Who else could it be? Yeah, there's. Well, it could be DSP. No. It could be DSP. Yeah, let's do DSP. DSP? Yeah. We've already got a few too many party boys. Yeah, okay. Deal. Uh, The Boston Bruins. Oof. Oof. None of them fucking. Not. um, Choose Bergeron. Bergeron. I think he would have to be. Because the rest of them just seem like. Awful. Awful. And. I, you know, you'd want to say, what's his nuts, old man, McGee, Chara. Chara, but I just feel like I've looked at his Instagram, and even I'm like, oh, this is too much for me. Okay. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, not Steven Stamkos. Fuck that guy, man. I like him. He's fine, but just no. Who did we take from the Oilers? Oh, right. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Who did we take? <laughs> 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 and also maybe Yessie. Fuck. Okay. Um, I don't know who to take from the... I don't know who to take. It's not Sam Ghost. No. Headman? Not Ryan McDonough. Not Dan Girardi. God, no. Um, Megan. 
who on the list has kind eyes? They all look a little dumb so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is this the meanest podcast? <laughs> fucking savage. Braden Coburn, maybe? I don't know. Sure. Sure, okay, fine. I don't know how Anton Strahlman? Anton Strahlman. Strahlman? Yeah. Sounds like a R A L M A N. The Winnipeg Jets. Not Patrick. Launch that guy into Not Patrick Line. No. Um, I think I feel like Patrick Line would turn our bunker into some sort of weird psychological psychedelic cult. So there's, there's, <laughs> him in there's, there's, there's Dustin Bufflin. I feel like he might be alive. I feel like Mark Shifley might be an okay choice. Kindest eyes would be Mark Shifley, so we could go with that. Okay. Um, and then the Nashville Predators is our last, our last team. And there's a single choice. Roman Yossi? No! <laughs> What's wrong with you? Mike Fisher. <laughs> no. A hundred and eighty-seven percent no. <laughs> While you're not typing in PKC Ben's name, our next question is from Tara, and it's a great question. <laughs> it's just a fun little question. Did you know that a group of bunnies is called a fluffle? It did not. That's a wonderful name. It is, but it reminds me of the dead rabbit I saw on the road today on my way to school, and it's just a bunny who's never gonna have a fluffle. <laughs> Um. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, Mike. Amanda. Okay. Holy shit. Amanda seven. sent us some other like superlatives. This is so great. Oh yeah, gross. So the Jason Demers Award, the winner is Brad Marchand, because that's amazing. And then the the the, oh, the Jamie Ben Award for the player who refuses to go down. The nominees are Jamie Ben, Dustin Bufflin, and Ryan Reeves. And by way of explanation, Jamie Ben. Um, obviously. Obviously. Bufflin for fighting two dudes at once and staying on his feet, and Ryan Reeves for his fighting prowess. I would just like to comment that I think it is expected that, of course, Jamie Benn would lose the Jamie Benn Award. He would. So I think we have to give it to Buff. Sounds good. Okay. Um, fuck, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh, Amanda was like, also, all of the awards should also be FMKs. No, that's not happening. I know, and I saw that too, and I was like, my life is terrible. <laughs> oh, another uh, question that she asked, or an award that she had that wasn't on our list, was the Schadenfreude Award for the player in the worst situation. Connor McDavid, Matt Deshane, and Jack Eichel. I don't know why you like Jack Eichel. He's a good player. Yeah, but he's also a piece of shit. Well... I mean, he's kind of a dick. I don't think he's a piece of shit. I think there's a difference. I think, like, a piece of shit is, like, Pete Right? Like, I think he's just... I think I think Eichel's just super cocky. He's got a dumb haircut. I'm gonna say... The player in the worst situation? Maybe Matt Deshane, right now. Because he kind of did it to himself. He did it to himself, but also all that other stuff is a bit of a... Yeah. bit of a disaster. Okay. Um... What else do we have? Holy Christ. Um, I've got an... I asked you a question of who even are you? <laughs> but anyway. On <laughs> FMK from Ryan is... <laughs> when was it? Eugene Melnick, Randy Lear, Monica Carrick. I call it pick your poison. Patented triple murder. <laughs> That's the only solution. So, no. Why did you ask me who even are you? I can't remember. 
Oh, I said if I don't get a personal shout-out from Taylor during his acceptance speech, <laughs> then I'd be very upset. Right, and I was like, yeah, who are you? I don't understand. Um... <laughs> yeah. Did you see the one from Drew? I did, and <laughs> this is a really good point. So, we said here, uh, he says, I'm looking forward to the next Garbage Fire Pod after all of this, like, the Senator stuff. And then Kelsey's response is, what would you like our perspectives on specifically? And his response is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say on this whole Carlson thing, Tire Fire, that is the sense and the whole Voinov coming backstory, but as Wonderbar pointed out, I don't know if a 44-minute long sigh will be good radio. Okay, ready for the longest sigh? Ready? all I can do. I ran out. Oh, that's great. Um, what else do we I have? I think that's it. Did we get any questions? I've got one from Larissa. Okay, let's hear it. Um, she said <laughs> it wasn't really... A, they're more like two statements or demands. Okay. Um, I think Megan should talk about CFL. And then she also said also she could feel free to talk about this hat. What? Who is that? That's Mike Riley. It's a bad hat. I think... I don't... Okay, Larissa, so I don't like the Eskimos. I don't know if that's the answer that you want. I'm a Riders fan, and it sucks, and I know it, but what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm happy that it's back. I'm also probably going to have to cheer a Is little bit. Is that here? No, it's one of oh. I'm probably going to have to cheer for the Red Blacks a little bit, because the younger brother of a guy that I work with now plays for them. Does um, he listen? No, but I should probably make him. <laughs> he will. If I was like, you need to listen to this, he probably would. Because um, uh, I would give him a shout out. Uh, so... Wait, it's... No. I'm confusing. Yeah. Him with the drunk guy who asked if I was single. Oh, no, that's just... <laughs> that's a, a different That's guy. just a kid that I taught who's also going to be a teacher one of these days, I'm sure. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be... It's going to be a thing. Um, Here's why I approve of Mike Riley's hat. Okay. He, if you are not aware... He has some strong features. He does. He's got a big old schnoz. And I think in this photo, he's got some good sunglasses that frame the schnoz appropriately. Yeah. And the hat also balances out the features. It's true. So I think he's styled perfectly. He's wearing a great suit, a nice maroon tie. I think it's a good look for him. Okay. That's my take. Okay, so I found something that you retweeted. Oh. From, uh... Vice, I'm sure it's fucking nonsense. No, from Vice Sports. About, it was Dave Lozo's interview with Sidney Crosby and his celebration with the cop. Oh, it was so good. So, what I would like, if you could indulge me... Oh, don't make me do the voice again. Could you? <laughs> could you read it? I gotta find the Here, it's right chair. here. <laughs> I'm, like, ready to go. <laughs> I don't know what I did. I, I mean, I, if you, I could try if you want, but... Mm-hmm. Well, let me take a go at this. Just gonna. So, while well, Kelsey's be... getting herself ready, uh, Lozo wrote a thing on Vice Sports. It was great. And it was an interview with the Stanley Cup and Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby talking about, like, post cup celebrations. Yes. And asking, like, Obi, you know, all those things he's gonna do and what he's done with the cup and the, asking the cup how it feels about certain things and Sidney Crosby's responses. Yes. And this is, this is one, one of, of them. And it was a comment on Obi in the fountain. Yes. Which was incredible. Glorious. Yes. The tweet that was Titanic 1997. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Made by fucking day. So good. So here we go. I thought it was a little too generous for me. <laughs> a fountain can be slippery. People can get hurt. I'm pretty sure that if you jump into a public fountain, that's trespassing. Something I was taught 
not to do growing up. I got really scared when I saw Alex swimming in the fountain because <laughs> I thought he might drown. <laughs> I didn't see him stretch, so I was worried he would cramp and go under. But then he did push-ups and I knew it was okay. They remind me of when I did push-ups with the cup. One of my most cherished memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man alive. Um, okay, so... Apparently I can do a bastardization of Wish doing Sid and then also Seinfeld that one time. <laughs> do you remember that? Question. Question. <laughs> okay, um, oh. we need to stop. It's, it's time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Megan. It's two hours. It's been two hours. Oh, thank God the end of the year. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Okay, um, we clearly need to record at night more often. <laughs> yes. Way more entertaining than the daytime ones. It is. Okay, um, so thank you so much for listening. We do really appreciate it. Thanks for, like, coming on this super wild ride. This was this was a wild one, and you know what? It's a wild one because of all you lovely yeah, people. Yeah, it was your suggestions. Sent us great suggestions. Put it over the top. We had new people tweeting at us. Thank you, Tara and Drew. I don't think you've tweeted at us before and sent questions. So yeah, we love that. It's good. We we do like it. So send us more questions. We we would love to hear that. Um, you can find our stuff on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and Google Play. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter at Meg14. You can find Kelsey on Twitter at GarbageFirePod. And we also have a new Twitter account. We do have El a commish. new... We do have a new Twitter account um, because we're going to somehow be the next NHL commissioner. We're officially running yeah. for NHL commissioner. I feel like, like ragging on the hockey men is not going to help our cause. I don't care. I'm just saying. So, anyway, we'll... So, just watch the space for a platform to be released. Yes. Slowly. <laughs> over time, as we come up with things. Yes. It's going to be real great when we're separated by 18 hours of time. <laughs> time it's going to be yes. fucking awesome. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, Can't so, wait. yeah, we do have a new Twitter account. We'll, maybe we'll get a new Instagram account, too. I don't know. Um, perhaps. Um, so, yeah, you can check us out there. Uh, we have an email address, garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. Correct. And the website, garbagefirepodcast.com. It's uh, always podcast. Yeah. We always think it's pod. It's always and podcast. our Instagram is garbagefirepodcast. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's podcast. I don't know. You can just look it up. Just, just type in garbage fire and then you'll find us eventually. Um, but yeah, we um, we have some plans. We we both have a little bit of time off before Kelsey takes off on her adventure to Australia. So we're going to yes. do some book things and talk about The Great Gatsby probably. Yes. And we'll figure out a schedule to release that in July. And then may or may not take a little break in August. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Kind of see how things go. Um, a lot of stuff is uncertain But right we will 100% be doing an episode after the NHL Awards regardless of how oh, that works out. Oh, God. I feel like we got to do it next Thursday. Yeah, we should. Like, we got to do it the day after. Okay, done. Yeah, yeah okay. fine. That works. Um, and so, obviously, we'll have some reactions. <laughs> we Just I, like... We'll either be happy Twitter's going to be lit. Or burning this motherfucker to the ground. I think we're going to be happy. I hope so. My god, can you imagine? Megan. We're just going to get a little a little oh, taste of and Taylor speaking of cuz I know that he's going to <laughs> <laughs> That's not even what I meant, but I <laughs> am here for it. 
Um, we also, just a quick podcast. shout out to a friend of the podcast, Avery. Avery! Who's going to the NHL Awards. Yes. Avery? Uh, accredited. So, Avery, I realize that you could, like, put your accreditation at risk for doing this, but you have a job to do, and we require that it is done. And you have a friendship that's also at risk. <laughs> Two friendships. Yes. Perhaps. I will end you. I know where you live. I will end you. What Kelsey I, will just stop kissing you. <laughs> what I need is a swab in the cheek. <laughs> in case you're wondering, all I really want is for uh, Avery to take a picture of Taylor holding a sign that says, like, hi, Megan. No, I need, like, a hi, Kelsey, on video. You got a retweet. And then you deleted your Twitter account, so whose problem is that? Not mine. Um, <laughs> anyway. You know whose fucking problem that is? Is Donald Trump's fucking problem because that's why I tweeted my tweeted my deleter account. Okay, we gotta wrap deleted this up. I gotta go to bed. Okay, so um, like Kelsey said, all she really wants is a taste of Taylor Hall in June. <laughs> no, that's the title of the podcast, Megan. That's it. Taste of Taylor Hall in June. That's um, what it is. Um, but really, no. So we'll do an episode next week after the awards, and it'll be great fun. And then, yeah, we have some plans for over July. See what happens in August. And then uh, by the time September rolls around again, I'm sure we'll have lots of things to talk about. 100%. Um, and before we go, I'm going to leave you with one question. Why would Jamie Benn be a bad quarterback? Because he'll never take a knee? Because he'll never get a first down. Oh. Thanks for listening! <laughs> No, really. <laughs> I got nothing else. Oh, I thought you, you had No, you gotta oh. do your thing. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> we'll see you with the dumpster question mark. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh-huh.